we count down from seven, six, five, two, one. After three. Not attempt to adjust your programming. You are now listening to B movies and beyond. Why are you whispering it? <laughs> Welcome in! Because I think I finally got my mic figured out where it sounds great. Well, it's about time, jeez. Only took 322 episodes. That's right. <laughs> we are on episode 322 of B-Movies and Beyond. And it's been a while, Ryan. I know. Dude, we have so much fun, and then you have to follow it up with work and responsibilities. Oh, jeez. It's just, it's a, uh, it's getting hot in Colorado oh, and uh, busy, and uh, I understand. I gotcha. And I don't wear clothes half the time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> For all you viewers, completely naked underneath this shirt. Me too. Yeah, crazy. Huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy how that works. Oh shoot, oh, Peter. man! And Nova's making a special guest appearance here. <clears throat> but you know Probably. what? We we haven't had a chance to talk about. What's that? Our um, fam expo uh, recap. Dude, we've missed so much stuff. It has has it been two weeks now i think it's about, about it's been about two weeks yeah, yeah miss fan expo we have, well we haven't talked about that fourth of july did you have good fourth i've done so much fourth of july shit still i, I can't even yeah yes still i did it i did fourth of july the friday before fourth of july i did fourth of july on fourth of july and i did fourth of july on july 15th wow man i i think i only did it on uh fourth of july and even then i didn't do that well because we didn't even go see any fireworks well i saw all the fireworks for you your family and all our viewers right now i saw them at coors field on the field right blowing up right in front of my face and then um oh dude it's so fun so fun i've done it once and i need to i need i think next year take the family and then uh, actual 4th of July, Colorado was like a monsoon, so they canceled everything. So I was going to go to Estes Park, but they canceled. But they had a date, and we're like, we'll be back the 15th. And we're like, okay, whatever. Um, and then found a, we found a spot um, to light off fireworks in between rainstorms. And uh, in Westminster, in that area, it literally sounded like a war zone. It, it's what I imagine Oppenheimer <laughs> would sound like. And then 4th of July on 4th of the 15th, uh-huh, uh-huh. In Estes Park, there was um, fireworks right in front of the place where uh, Nikki and, you know, her husband, Nate, right? Yeah, I know. I know her husband, Nate. Yeah, yeah. That's where they got married. Oh, right there. Dude. Oh, man. I wish I knew that. That would have been cool to go see. It was super fun. Yeah. Total shout know. out. Yeah. <clears throat> Next, I mean, dude, Estes Park is probably the place to be for fireworks. Dude, I think that's a great idea. I need to go there. It's like an hour away. And yeah, it's not bad. It's fun. It's fun. Um, and then it, it, in betwixt the 4th of July celebrations, we had a fan expo three days of uh, we, we dressed up. 
Um, we broke things and we mm-hmm. stole things. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> oh man, I wish uh, and we I stole didn't talk more to though. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> to make up for what you bought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going through some expenses the other day. And I was like, what did we buy for a hundred dollars at this weird place? And oh yeah. Uh you know, we we broke some back cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> so I, oh, man, I should have brought those up. Yeah. yeah. I mean this is this is Sunday, the last day. All, we've all had a few drinks in us. And we go to this booth. They got all this replica props, and they they hand us the back cuffs. And I'm, my wife's right there. And like they hand us all the cool props. We're playing. That's all true. <clears throat> yeah the the Batman grappling hook. That thing was awesome. The and Blade I, Runner double barrel gun. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah. So they give us the back cuffs, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put this on my wife, and it's her. Come on. And I, I don't. She must have just put her hands down, then just slid right on off and broke on the ground and fell. Um, so yeah, that was fun and and you know got a little discount and we got new cuffs. We didn't get the broken ones. They didn't sell you the broken ones. They sold you brand new ones. Yeah, you got to give them a shout out at some point in the podcast. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Parag. Then is that right? We're, I need to reach out to the guy. He said he would be on the podcast. So. Well, that was the, that was the distracting point of the conversation. We we're like, dude, we love to hear about your props. You and I were talking about it, and then like I just heard, pow, bing, cha, and I was yeah. like, what was that? Did Batman from nineteen sixty show up? And uh, nope, <laughs> it was the bat cuffs on the ground, and it, it was dead silence. We're like, oh, and Peter, little backstory to this. Prior to that, we just had your wife Danielle just got us some awesome T-shirts. Mm-hmm. By the way, have you worn yours? Oh yeah, man, it is so soft, super comfortable, and stretchy. Yeah, man, yeah. I love it. At first, I was like, man, this looks expensive, but it is worth every penny. I I think they need to be sponsors of the podcast as well. We should reach out to them. We uh, but I did find out it is Paragon FX Group. Uh, so, you know, go to their website, paragonfxgroup.com. And apparently they go out to like all these different cons and, uh, you know, always have a booth there and dude, they got some cool stuff, man. I'm looking through their website. We need to find out if they have like a dummy pair of props where if people drop them, they're like, Oh no, you dropped them. (laughs) Well, we do have yeah, we didn't have that guy on. Dude. We didn't. <laughs> I had so many questions because I want to know how often that works. Uh, but oh, dude, that uh, where's the grappling gun? What are you looking at? Paradigm? Para Paragon. P a P a r a g o n. Ooh, yeah. Do they have John Hammond's Jurassic Park cane? Come on. No way. Oh my god. That'd be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh but yeah, the, the fan expo, we had a great time. Uh didn't make it on Friday. Saturday, though, we all got together and we're dressed up as uh characters from the boys. And uh I was Starlight, and I think I crushed it. Everyone loved me. They thought I was so hot. 
Yeah, thank you. And Ryan was uh, Black Noir, which <laughs> you stayed true to the character, buddy. <clears throat> I was impressed. I, you know, you got to if you're the silent type. Usually I'm not the silent type, so I, I don't know why you guys decided for me to be Black Noir, but I think it was fitting. It, I think it I was, spoke with my lack of emotion. Is there a lack of emotion or your all your emotion? I mean, I, the guy was uh, doing skits everywhere or acting out all kinds of stuff. <laughs> it was just play thrice. Yeah, just <laughs> people would come up and ask him things, and he's just like he would talk and just he would just point to random things or just do a a, a head nod and just kind of stare at him. <laughs> I had a lot of fun up. doing that. I'm not gonna lie. I think I'm just. I mean, it was a pretty decent costume. Uh, I would make a couple improvements, but that's something I would totally wear to future cons. Dude, it looked like a lot of fun just because you you've got to be in character and just uh, mess around with everyone. Oh, dude, all the Spider Mans. I just I talked to all the Spider Mans. I made them do their web slingy thing. They're like, "Huh, what?" And I was like, "Come on, you're Spider Man." Like, I know. Actually, How many times when they just did not understand? Like, like what is this guy doing? Not saying a word, but shooting. <laughs> I just don't. It was just something you're kind of rocking out in a weird way. And I was just like, oh. and I think some some people just mimicked you too. Just like, oh, okay, let's oh, okay. do that together. <laughs> I like. There were some like real cosplayers, and one girl was rogue, and I had her so confused, and I was just like, never mind, I, I gotta go. <laughs> and then we, uh, Darth Vader. Oh yeah, you had a st- uh, yeah standoff with Darth Vader. That was pretty entertaining. You had a standoff with lots of different people. I, dude, I'm so bad. I need to post this stuff up online. I'm so bad at that. Um, but Peter, you were the draw because everybody was looking at Starlight with its beautiful glittery beard, and then right behind her, him, st- behind Starlight was this just shadowy figure. Just total polar opposites of characters. Oh yeah, dude, we were totally the the it was, yin and yang. <laughs> it was great. It was great, and and the rest of our the boys crew did well. Um, Aaron, Aaron as Maeve, dude. When you and Maeve were together, like I just I lost my shit. It was funny watching people's reactions, and uh, Nikki and Nate were awesome as Homelander and um, uh, Soldier Boy. Evan, Evan killed it as a uh, Haley Joe Osmond. What's his yeah. character's name again? <clears throat> oh, I don't that telekinesis or whatever. That guy. That guy. Um, yeah. And then my wife was the deep. Oh, we, the we, we did the great deep costume. Switch. Yeah. It was a good time. We had a great time uh playing. We met some mermaids. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do a dump right now, man. I'm gonna been on Instagram. The mermaids, I pet their fins so many times. <laughs> And I brought so many people to take photos with him, and every time I was I was petting their fins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come come look look at their fins. Come look at the mermaids and petting them. Oh, uh, they would be perfect for a San Diego cru- Comic Con cruise. Yeah, are you going right into the news already? You're just doing a little sneak peek. Oh well, that's just a, whoop, whoop, whoop. never mind. Um, <clears throat> Peter, since we've had a couple weeks off. Mostly because I can't get my schedule right. Um, 
you did a uh, B movies and beyond did a rewind episode of which movie Peter and why Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows all the way, dude, you weren't even a host then you're just a guest star. That was my first time. You popped my cherry. Was it for Ninja Turtles? I, I think, think you were so. on before that. I think, well, was it? I thought I was doing Ninja Turtles was the first one. Uh, there was a <clears> whole <throat> bunch because then I I found like, oh, this is when we had the month of Ryan. That's what we called it. The month of Ryan continued. And then I think after that, like, well, Ryan's just staying. <laughs> See you every Thursday with a case of beer. <laughs> yep. Um <laughs> Yes, it was you and Justin, and as we were we're recapping, talking about everything Ninja Turtles, and right before uh, Out of the Shadows came out, and we all went and saw that, and we spoiled that. So that's the the next episode, which I think I'll, I'll release no matter what, you know. Um, yeah, it'd be we, fun. We had fun. Uh, that was a good time, and dude, we should try to do that again. We should try to get Justin to go see Mutant Mayhem, and we should go see it, all of us. And then and, and Evan too. And then to... find a round table and um, have a bunch of beers and try not to spoil it, but eventually just spoil it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I didn't get the concept of the podcast back then. <laughs> Are you sure you get it now? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Did I just, did I spoil something last time? <laughs> So, well, last time I think I just talked about, uh, what was it? I spilled all of, uh, um, uh, the, the closet one, the monster in the closet. Yeah. Monster in the closet, which again, I think I'm going to do the exact same thing again this time because, uh, um, it, it was just so much fun to, to, to spoil that. And I got another one that I feel like is worth somewhat spoiling. We'll see. We'll see how I feel. Peter, do we have a quick question? Oh, uh, nope. <laughs> hey, guess what, fans and listeners? We don't have a quick question this week, so we're going to move on to trailers. What do you say? What's your name? Here are some exciting coming attractions from Also, because we have a lot of trailers. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of works out that way. Um, dude, we got two weeks uh, of trailers here. And actually, a lot of them just came kind of like the last few days. So, Well, it's trailer season because supposedly all the blockbusters are released and then we have to wait for like the August and September movies. And then, geez, we're already at Halloween, bro. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> so close. Um, let's start it off. Wonka. Is it Wonka or Wanka? It's Wonka. <laughs> is this is this uh is this Willy Wonka? Uh yeah, this is like the prequel. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. Okay. Charlie and the Cho- Chocolate Factory was a story about Charlie, not Willy Wonka, right? Because the sequel is about Charlie and the Glass Elevator. But Wonka's the last one with Johnny Depp was just a reimagine of the same movie, or was that more about Willy Wonka in current times? And then this one with Tim- Timothy Chamelet is a prequel of that one. This is a prequel to the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka, because the other one is 
Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, right? So Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is the reimagining, I guess, or the reboot of Willy Wonka. Was it the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, or was it Willy Wonka and the Charlie and the Charlie and the, the Chocolate? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That was the, the Gene Wilder one, right? Yes, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Full title. Yes, that. <laughs> All right, I've done posting on Instagram. I did it. Okay, so Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was the 2005 from Tim Burton. Yeah, with the, the weird little Oompa Loompas and Johnny Depp is Willy Wonka, which is creepy as hell. Um, and Willy <clears throat> Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was the Gene Wilder in 1971. Yeah. Got it. I, but this, I don't, Man, I I don't know why we started off with this one, but this one just looks weird. I really don't have any desire. And, and then there's fucking Hugh Grant as one of the, the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> like, that was strange. It's just so that was strange. weird, man. Like, I, how do you get more and more weird with your Oompa Loompas? Like, can you just go back to hiring dwarfs? Yeah, I, I don't know. And I also felt like Timothy was kind of like, grasping like almost pulling from the uh johnny depp performance like and not the gene wilder did you get that too yeah which is you want hey listen gene wilder is willy wonka like it's not johnny depp like all you millennials and all you generation z and whatever's current now go back and watch the original because that is your willy wonka yeah absolutely and Timothy Shamley, uh he needs to be, even if he was trying to pull from the Johnny Depp one, he needs to be a little bit more weird. He just wasn't as weird as Willy Wonka is portrayed to be in even the, listen, I read this book. It's an easy read. I don't read that much, but I remember this. And I remember Willy Wonka being a fucking weirdo. I mean, he is kind of a weirdo, but I, I just, I don't know. It's It's a weird... I bet they're like, well, don't be too weird like Johnny Depp because that was off-putting. But he's like, but I like that. And so like, this is like the to- toned-down version, even though this is really like a prequel of the Gene Wilder one. I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't really care, to be honest. I saw that trailer and I was just like, pass. Peter, I usually see movies in the movie theater, but uh, uh, this one is a pass. I will wait for this to go on VOD and it's probably going to go on Peacock in like three weeks when it leaves. Yeah. So I'm good. A pass though. You know, what's not a pass. Nicholas cage. Uh, You never pass on Nick cage. No, dude, we got another Nicholas cage movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The read. Did you watch this? The retirement plan? Oh yes. I watched this. Of course. Peter, you can psych me out and put Nicolas Cage at the end of every one of these trailers. And if you want me to watch them, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. That's a, I'd be like, dude, oh, I watched man. the entire Nun trailer and I didn't see Nick Cage once. What's going on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's something wrong with this. But, oh, dude. So excited for that. Like, the between uh, Sympathy for the Devil. Is that right? Is that the right title? Something like that. And and this one, the retirement plan, dude, like, 
it's gonna be a good year for Nicolas Cage, man, or at least for us. You need to make it apparent to meet this guy, dude. We need to go to Las Vegas more when he's not working. Go to one of his local bars that he likes to visit, and dude, let's have some drinks with him. Uh, that <clears throat> listen. I agree because like I thought meeting like one of my f- meeting thrice was like the highlight, but dude, you meet Nick Cage and, but enough about the man, the myth, the mystery, but this movie looks awesome. Like, yeah. Okay. So his daughter is in some shit because she has a hard drive and granddaughter, which I was a little tricked out because the little granddaughter was black and his daughter is white and there was no other black guy besides, um, Ernie Hudson, who mm-hmm. was Nick Cage's friend, and they're on this retirement island, and all hell breaks loose. Yep, and I mean, <laughs> I mean, the trailer might give away some stuff, but we're not gonna. You just need to watch the trailer for Retirement Plan and then watch the movie because this is just good old Nick Cage just doing Nick Cage shit. Well, being a badass, I mean, there's action with him and. This, uh, yeah, I like you said, if, if we're not giving away too much from the trailer, it looks awesome. It reminds me of like kind of like red. Oh, yeah, that's a yeah. good one. And I mean, he has long hair, mm-hmm. he's kind of doing a weird accent. Yep. It's all great. <laughs> it's Nick Cage. I think he just has a weird accent. I don't, dude, I think he, he. Every single character, I think he changes it up just a little bit. He's like, this is how they talk. I love that. <laughs> he, dude, he, is, he is quite the thespian, man. He I mean, amazing. in Con Air, like, his terrible southern accent was just amazing. But he went to Atlanta to learn how they talk. <laughs> it's just, it just cracks me up. That, like, and, you know, maybe, maybe we're wrong or I don't know. Maybe that's that's my first question. Where, where do you come up with your accents for your characters, Nick? I'm sure he probably picks a location for every single one of his characters, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go visit that, see how they talk. I'll make something up and bring it back." <laughs> and that's what we're doing. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. This is what we're doing. And yeah. then sometimes, like if you have a drifter, right? Like Will or uh, uh, Willie's Wonderland, you know what drifters? What do they sound like? Memphis from Gone in sixty seconds. No, nothing. Oh, they're drifters. <gasps> just quiet. Oh, they're always on the road, man. They're quiet. Dude, I think we have a since we'll get into news on this one, but. I think we have a prime opportunity to pitch a reality TV series with Nicolas Cage where he travels to different destinations to develop a character for a short film. I love it. Let's pitch it to him. All right. Nick <laughs> Cage. tell him that he's also has to flip the bill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to pay for this. This is our idea. Yeah. Uh, we'll get the cameras. We'll quit our jobs and we'll go travel with you so you can create your own characters for potential movie roles. That's awesome. That's and right. we'll podcast during the way. Yeah, that'd be great. And you got to be your different character reviewing a movie in each one of those podcasts. Oh, dude, I bet he would love that. That, that, would, that love would be it. the most Nick Cage thing ever. Your wife mm-hmm. would love him after that, dude. 
Maybe. I think, I think if she ever met him, I think she would thoroughly enjoy him. I think anybody would. I mean, we're yeah. spending another five minutes talking about the man, not the movie, and we have like a shit ton of movies to review. And we haven't even met him. <laughs> I know. I know. Dude, if he shows up to, we just got to find out when he's in Denver, like, and just take him to our favorite bar or just whatever. Ah. Anymore, <laughs> we we need to find Nick Cage on social. I bet he just has like a regular MSN account, like you could find on a website where you're like, "Hey Nick, like, what are you doing?" He's on AOL. He's yeah, probably he, in some chat rooms. <laughs> he probably has a BlackBerry. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, he doesn't have social media. He's just on his BlackBerry, and then gets he, frustrated because the server doesn't work. Jeez. <laughs> uh, oh. to watch that movie. Blackberry. Um, oh, oh, dude, that one's a good one. Is it good? Yeah, I watch it. I finish it. Nice. Yeah. Um, this one looks. It, you know, it's good. This one looks weird, dude. Okay. Does uh, this is Jules? Um, and I didn't catch that it was Ben Kingsley until they announced it was Ben Kingsley. Yeah. But it's about an old man that like a alien spaceship crashes into his yard and like just fosters an alien. <laughs> like it sounds Basically. like a. De- decent movie but the way okay you know how like certain trailers have like a a look and a feel to them this looks like one of those like movies that your mom one day would be like hey oh like like the movie wonder right wonder what was probably a good movie i never really saw it but the trailer just turned me off to it because it just seemed like something i would see on like cw or or like um lifetime and it was like one day an alien crashes into your yard and it has this like star wipe and it has this really calming music and they have these like fun little witty things they got to say, but the government's looking for him. You're like, dude, make your trailer look a little bit better and I would enjoy this movie. Otherwise, I'm not going to watch this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does um, this not look like one of those like like indie film trailers where you're like. Really? Did you guys just get this out of like a cookie cutter, like Microsoft Final Cut program? Like, oh, yeah, that that filter looks good. We'll just do that. To me, it just felt like it was like a spoof, man. I was so confused because it starts off like, you know, Ben Kingsley's just talking to the city council or whatever and bitching and complaining. And he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, alien crashed in my yard. And that's what sets it up. And you're like, well, that's really far-fetched, and this guy's a lunatic. And then the next scene, oh, sure enough, there's an alien. (laughs) It's just... And then the rest of the trailer is just him and his neighbors interacting with the alien. Like, it is weird. Like, this is like the grown-up version of E.T., so maybe it'll work. E.T. with old people. Yeah, but it seems like the the alien has nothing. Like he doesn't. He's not trying to get home at all. He's just like, "Hey, give me a shirt, give me some apples, and I'm good." We'll watch some TV together. People are pretty nice, I guess. Yeah, in alien talk. Like in the trailer, the alien literally does nothing but stands there. Like ET at least like pointed and did things. Like this alien just looked like they could have replaced this actor with like a a mannequin and been like, "Okay, do the same thing." Yeah. I don't know. It was it was strange, man. Like like I thought I thought it was a spoof, but it, apparently it's real. So we'll see. Um, this next one, I I wish kind of was a spoof. Like, <laughs> dude, the, the Nun Two. 
I don't even think I finished this trailer because that's how bad it, it looked to me. I was like, oh, my God, bad. Peter, you didn't finish it either. No. And then did you ever try watching the the nun? No. Yeah, I, I think I. I feel like I went to the movie theater to see it. I don't remember a single thing because that's how like non-important <laughs> this film is. And the fact that it got a sequel, I'm just blown away by like nothing that happened in that trailer was exciting. So yeah. that's the and, nun too. <laughs> yeah. No shit, dude. I, I put on the trailer and then before you know it, I was like, Oh wait, that trailer's over. What happened? What happened? <laughs> yeah. So, I was, yeah. I am it looks like you're not getting out. a B movies and beyond review about the nun and nun too. Nope. Uh, this one though, however, I like, like this one. Asaka looks really, really good. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you see a little Star Wars Rebels in there? Yeah. Saw a little uh, General Thrawn. You get to see mm-hmm. a live-action General Thrawn. Um, Ahsoka, she looks badass. Rosario Dawson is still just a gem of Star Wars character. Sorry, actor, actress for Star Wars. Thespian for Star Wars character. <laughs> yes. Um. I'm in, dude. Dude, I, the action looks good. The the you know spaceship fighting, whatever you call that, looks cool. I like spaceship fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all of it just looks so good. It's just you know, I, Disney or, or maybe just Star Wars, and like they've figured something out where. Because their main focus is like I think some of these series, I think they're just, they're just crushing it, you know. And I also feel like they've they've kind of learned we're like, hey, we don't have to like be like bam, 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 bam. Like, let's really focus. Like that dude, the Mandalorian season three, just yes, yes. And and then now this one coming out, Osaka, like it, it, they're taking their time. I think they realize, all right, if we rush things like Book of Boba Fett, things like that, it's not as good. And they're slowing down, and and I think they're giving a lot of creative control uh, to to these people, and they're making some real nice work. and And I'm excited about that. And because on the opposite end, you know, you you've had you've heard some stuff from Bob Iger from Disney about like. I think Marvel is is uh you know they're doing trend they're doing what Star Wars was doing before like trying to just bang them all out too quickly have so much content and lost all the quality uh to those to the to frankly the series and the films. Yep. So you said it best right there. <clears throat> and um uh there's a podcast and this is one of my recommendations I'll go in depth later but the Wall Street Journal does a series about um the Marvel movies, how they started and where they're at currently. And the big problem right now is there's too much content. Um, and the TV shows, like you said, the quality is not good. Like Secret Invasion is okay, but it hasn't captivated me, dude. I have to go back and rewatch a couple episodes. Obi-Wan came out. Uh, Obi-Wan was fantastic, dude. Um, the last one uh, before Rogue One, uh, the, that series. Andor? Andor. That was a good yeah. series. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> um, Ahsoka looks great, and yeah, I think I think that they're doing a really good job making the series because 
when people think Star Wars, they want the big bang film and they want the trilogy. That's what we're accustomed to. So, um, and Disney doesn't have those stories yet. So they're going, they're able to go through and kind of build this universe with the stories that we currently have in Star Wars lore, which is very massive, by the way, and pick and choose and how they can create the next generation. Also heard a rumor that uh, Christopher Nolan is Ein a Star Wars trilogy project. Could you imagine a Christopher Nolan Star Wars trilogy? Could you imagine that? I I can't, to be honest. I don't know what that would look like. It'd be <sighs> the most expensive film ever. Yeah. <laughs> the entire thing would be shot on IMAX and like, oh, dude, he would, he would bring back the bat pod somehow. He'd totally bring it back. He would <laughs> you totally see the bat pod flying through space. <laughs> hey, that, it, might, it probably makes more sense in space than anywhere else. So maybe I'd be all for it. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, dude, Christopher Nolan, man, like, there's a lot of his work that I love, but there's also some of them just like, whoa, that was a little too much, you know? Could you imagine the music for like the most epic star dude if he just did a new hope now and had that explosion mm-hmm. christopher nolan would blow star wars out of the water dude could you imagine his version of the death star blowing up crazy. <laughs> it'd be the most intense thing ever um yeah uh, that just tells you ahsoka is gonna be sw- pretty badass isn't it yeah I, yeah let's get back to that sorry <laughs> Oh, I mean, it does look badass, and and they're making like straight up like I thought the Mandalorian season three was just straight up like, dude, that could have been a movie. It was so cinematic, man. Like, uh, and I think at least from the trailer, it looks like Ahsoka's <laughs> looking like the same thing. So I love how they're not, they're not cross pollinating anything. Like John Favreau and Dave Filoni are Star Wars, and Kevin Feige is Marvel. They're not like, oh yeah, hey. Uh, Favreau, go do a couple um, uh, Marvel things back again. They're like, nope, he's he's Star Wars. So hey, if there's anything that's being done right right now in Disney, it's Star Wars. Um, hey, this looks all right, Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final trailer for Blue Beetle? I mean, you could say that. I mean, okay, so <laughs> what I got out of it is like a little Moon Knight slash Iron Man 1. Yes! Mexicans. I, well, I'm, I, I guess I see the moon night, moon night. Now, Cause it's scary. But yeah, but straight up, dude, it is Iron Man. Mm-hmm. It is the same exact premise. Only difference is that the scarab comes from space, but they're trying to take the technology and, and obviously make it for evil. And, and it's technology fighting the evil technology the good technology versus the bad technology like it's that's <laughs> that it iron man like yeah iron exactly. man's creation the blue beetle being created inadvertently created the evil villain of himself yeah I, yeah yeah i was like isn't hasn't this movie been made <laughs> yeah it is in that in that whole tra- dude you see so much stuff like i i got it like, I don't think <laughs> I need to go see it. Like, I don't know, like, what DC is doing, man. Like, dude, they're just throwing out whatever they can right now because it's just, it's waste. Like, Warner Brothers and Discovery is like, 
it's done. Just get it out. Which is surprising they canceled Batwoman or Batgirl because well, that's that was done. Like, just get it they out. They should cancel like Aquaman too. Like they, I just feel like everything is tanking for them. Even if it even has like decent reviews, it's still tanking. And and watching this final trailer, yeah, it looks cool and fun, but literally, I just felt like I just saw the whole movie. And I think that is going to be true. I really honestly do. I don't think there's going to be anything else because they are so desperate to make a buck like that. I think they are just trying to make this like, look at all this shit that's going to happen in this movie. And then, oops, there's the whole movie. <laughs> and it's Iron Man. <laughs> I just they should I wish that's what they put in the title or you know like like you know iron oops cross it out you know blue beetle you know, like <laughs> yeah I, I I was and I finished the old trailer like we we're talking about the nun I didn't finish that excuse me this one I was like wait a minute and it clicked so you know a trailer's giving away too much when it clicks that it's another movie what, like, do you, what do you mean it's another movie? Like it clicked in your mind. You're like, oh, wait, this is Iron Man in the middle oh, of yeah. the trailer. Yeah. Like you see the whole plot, the whole premise, like, and you're actually seeing glimpses of like the various stages of the film, right? You see yeah. the ups and down. Oh, great. Now his family is taken hostage. You got to go save your family. <laughs> oh, and of course, you know, there, you got to have that funny scene where, you know, the grandma or aunt or whoever, you know, has to pick up a big old ass weapon, you know, and like help defend it too. Like in, and then also like they show the part, Oh yeah. He's kind of getting beaten down because of course he has to have a, a villain that's so powerful that it, it affects them. Right. You can't just have them just, you can't have any, uh, you know, just easy, easy battles. Right. There's none of that. You got to have some conflict. Uh, but I mean, I, I see it. I, I know like every single like plot device in this in little ups and downs, like of this plot. Like I, I don't think I need to go see it, which is sad. You know what? I think, I think Warner brothers is telling you it's okay. If you don't see this one, <laughs> maybe usually I got that from when they just like, Oh, we're going to release this at the same time on a streaming service. That's how I could tell when something wasn't going to be good, but I, I don't know, man. Like that was just too much. It was too much. So, you know what, what wasn't too much? Godzilla minus one. <laughs> Not that enough, was the quickest huh? trailer. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> But I mean, dude, it's Godzilla movie. It's like Godzilla's coming back December 2023. This is a Japanese version, and here you go. Oh, okay. Cool. Arigato. Well, so I read the the concept. Did you read like the premise of it? No. I watched the trailer. So this is after the events of uh Hiroshima. Yes, thank you. Um, it's after that, and then Godzilla shows up. <laughs> so that's where it's minus one. It's at zero because that was, I forgot how they described it. 
Um, didn't they do that in the trailer? After like, the war, Japan's why? economic state has been reduced to zero. Godzilla yes. appears and plunges to the country into a negative state. So basically, Godzilla it's just shows negative. up when like Japan's like done. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, it. It's that's negative. Funny. Yeah, it is like after they're already beaten down. Now Godzilla's there to take them further down. Like so, all the Japanese so are like, "What can happen next?" Jesus, yeah. <laughs> that's such a weird. Uh, the poster looks really cool. It does, but isn't that kind of like a weird? Like time in their their history to be like, hey, let's do something right after that and have Godzilla show up. Like, it just seems like a weird uh, you know, backdrop. Uh, it is strange because the Japanese are so prideful about like their history. So to mm-hmm. have this pull on the the heartstrings of their uh misfortune and throw in their like their the country's mascot in the middle of it. I mean they're gonna have to make it like a super positive way. They're not gonna have Godzilla tramp around uh Hiroshima and kill pe- more people. Maybe Godzilla's gonna come in and be their hero and then all the Japanese are gonna rejoice and that that's how they rebuild Japan. Did I just solve this movie? Maybe. Maybe you did. Uh, not I mean Dude, have you caught enough? Uh, Justin's our Godzilla expert, but um, wasn't Godzilla created from Hiroshima? Radiation, right? Yeah, from the radiation from the bomb. Uh, oh, maybe that's what they're trying to to show here, huh? Maybe. I think so. I think so. Yeah, he was nineteen fifty four. Um, nuclear ra- radiation, the nuclear bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah. Godzilla was conceived as a metaphor for nuclear weapons. Others have suggested that Godzilla ha- is a metaphor for the United States. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah, that, that be sense? <laughs> if the Japan gifted us a giant Godzilla statue, like oh, the French man. did with the Statue of Liberty. Here you go, America. Here you are, you assholes. Yeah, we would love it, though. <laughs> I would be like, dude, we got to go visit the Godzilla statue. I haven't seen Statue of Liberty, but Godzilla statue would be sweet. Dude, That we talked about that Godzilla theme park, man. We got to go see that. Oh, that would be so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, this is a win for me. I'll watch anything Godzilla. Like, dude, I, I, put, God- I put on Godzilla to fall asleep, so... Um, there you go. Um, but I saved my favorite trailer for last, and it was the official trailer for Twisted Metal. Yeah, coming out like next week. I guess yeah, or when you're listening to this recording, this week, the twenty seventh yeah. oh, yeah. of uh, um, July. Forgot what month we're in. It looks it's funny. It looks bloody. Mm-hmm. It looks gory. Mm-hmm. It's a mini series slash TV series. It's got a Subaru. It has a professional wrestler. It has Captain America. It has Will Arnett. And who's the other guy? It wasn't Jackie Early. What was Jackie Early? Oh, he was in that Nick Cage movie. Um, who's the Who's the other guy? Um, like one of the like the general guy. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Not Ron. Perlman, oh, Thomas no. Jane. No, is it Thomas Jane Church? Is that who? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, it. mm-hmm. that's got some big actors. Oh, dude, um, Nev Campbell. 
Oh yeah, dude. There's all kinds of people that I didn't even realize that were in this. It's but it be looks awesome. It looks good. Yeah. Thomas Hayden Church. You're right. So Thomas from Hayden Church. Yes. Yeah. Same man. So yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Uh, July 27th, and um, all episodes. I guess. Set to Aaron oh, Peacock, I, July 27th. So I hope so, man. I love when I can just blitz through it. I think it's going to be a hit, dude. I mean, they did I Sweet Tooth so. some justice, which is awesome. So I'm all for this. Um, yeah. Well, Peter, it's been a couple weeks, and we ha- definitely have some news. The news is, what the hell are we going to talk about? (laughs) Dude, you know, I guess some big stuff happened, but at the same time, (laughs) not that much news because of probably this, right? So the the biggest thing, let's just, I, I think let's get that out of the way first, is now SAG has gone on strike, right? So the actors are on strike with the writers and I think that pretty much just shuts down like everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you so, can't get the writers to write or the actors to act, what are you going to do? Just exactly. chat GPT it and have some AI actors? Oh, wait, that's what they're striking against. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's part of it. <laughs> also, just better wages. Like, I don't know, man. Like, Obviously, like these A-listers, they're not, well, they make their money. But these people are just like standard actors, dude. You know, they're just like doing extra work, you know, on on sick movies. Yeah, like all this stuff. Like, dude, they're not making that much money. Like these extras and stuff, they're not making that much money. Or even if they have a couple lines or whatever, uh, you know. And they're only working for what? X amount of time. And then hopefully they get another gig. Like... It is. It's a tough job, and and I don't blame them for striking. But again, this goes right back to the studios. Like they are just so adamant to not give them what they want, and now we got Deadpool three has has to stop filming right after they dropped some bombshell freaking news to us about i know isn't that was just a devastation like you're seeing all this kick-ass stuff that's like like dude look how cool deadpool 3 is gonna be and and then you get this like oh well we stop now so who knows when this will come out like it just sucks so i guess since we're there what did Deadpool three release, Ryan? <laughs> well, okay, let's let's put this into context. Like, I saw rumblings on Twitter for, and this is my side of the story. Uh, if you have a side as well, like, feel free. Um, and then, uh, usually, the only time Nikki's husband Nate, you know him, right? Oh yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I know. Um, anytime he just friend. chimes in a group chat, uh, he's usually wrong. Like the last one was a. Uh, him trying to tell me that Michael Keaton was Thomas Wayne in uh, The Flash, not Bruce Wayne. And I was like, no, dude, you are absolutely wrong. And this is all the reason why you're wrong. So, Nate, you're wrong. But this Nikki, one get it. your husband in line. <laughs> this is why you watch the end credit scenes, Nate. 
<laughs> but Nate was right this time. He showed us a photo of um, what seems to be Ryan Reynolds in a very bright red Deadpool suit. And um, what seemed to be, a, it looked like a very Photoshop um, Hugh Jackman in a yellow and blue Wolverine suit. And I was like, that's fake. That's fake. Mm-hmm. That has to be fake. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, uh, it's real. There's other screen caps. There's photos of it. So they are finally putting Wolverine in his X-Men 92 Jim Lee Berserker outfit. I think it's called the Berserker outfit. Um, looks good. Hugh Jackman looks good as as a true Wolverine. Um, yeah. I wish it was a little bit more comic <laughs> accurate. Like, I want a red belt. I don't understand why these movies don't give our superheroes their underwear. And... Um, <sighs> The sleeves bug me, but there's a reason why he was wearing sleeves. And then we still don't see a mask or helmet. I, I think that's the biggest thing to me is like, are we going to see the, like that, that mask on him, which I mean, we're already seeing, you know, like the makings of one, like in the, the, was it that, that was the Wolverine, right? In the, the, right. In the scene. Like it was in the, uh, I like how an end credit scene was a suit reveal. Yeah, it was still pretty cool. (laughs) I mean, like, dude, that's how iconic that suit is. Like, I don't understand. We've gone through two decades of X-Men content, live action X-Men content with the same character, and we still haven't seen him in his true suit. Yeah. I mean, really, have we seen anyone in their true suits, though? Uh, yeah, dude, we saw X Men First Class. Well, I guess yeah, like they kind of did like the whole hey, because the original ones were very like hey, this is they weren't different, right? right. It was basically like, hey, you we're all kind of similar. We have a uniform, so I guess that's um, kind of true. Who else? Uh, Jubilee, Jubilee was in one. Um, Magneto mm-hmm. was in one. Uh, we saw Professor X in multiple comic accurate. Uh, baldness um <laughs> the blob um i mean fox really screwed up x-men by not giving us that stuff but they yeah. okay did you see this in the the images did you see where they were fighting yeah well i saw the the video did you notice something big in the background uh no they're fighting behind the giant 21st century Fox logo. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and when I'm reading more and more, I I'm hearing original actors from the Fox X-Men movies are going to be in this. Like Fonka oh, Jensen is going to fight Wanda. Um, she's going to fight um, the Olsen, the hot Olsen sister. What's her name? The, you mean Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen? Sorry. Uh, rumor has it the bad guy of this is Magneto. And um, it's based off House of X, where House of X, the X-Men actually join up with Magneto. And um, apparently Deadpool uh, is set out to to stop all that in doing so. This might be a way, the way of Disney just writing off the, 28, uh, the Fox X-Men. I heard Gamb- both Gambits are going to be in it. The uh, Channing Tatum version we haven't seen yet. And the uh, uh, the other guy, forgot his name. 
the John oh, Carter guy. Yeah. Yeah. What's his real name? I, Taylor Taylor something. Yeah. I'm curious about like how much is actually in there. So I just saw something today with the composting of, of people. And the one that stood out to me that I did not see before or, or knew was involved with this was Jennifer Gardner as Electra. Yes. So, dude, do we get Ben Affleck as fucking Daredevil? Dude, I hope so. <laughs> I, that was this the first the- thing that came to mind was like, could would he come back and do a Daredevil thing? Because that would be awesome. But like, isn't like like all these things that you're saying? Like, it just sounds a lot like what happened in the Flash. It sounds like there's gonna be quick flashes. There's gonna be some maybe quick interactions, but there's these are gonna be quick glimpses of these people it'll still be really cool to see uh but that's let's just kind of what it you think it's gonna be more i mean let's i hope think it's more. i hope so because i mean how do you write like deadpool's his own character without putting him maybe this is their way of putting him in the mcu universe and getting him out of the rest of the universe because now disney owns all that so the way the flash did it wrong was they basically did cgi um quick flashes of each one of these characters there was no interaction with the flash and these like other characters besides the batmans and wonder woman but like Mm -hmm. the christopher reeves superman like it was just like here he is in the background same thing with the supergirl same thing with the nick cage same thing with uh um adam west like all those little cameos that were talked about were done so bad um however if Deadpool does this right, they actually write them into the story. And if it, what I'm hearing is Magneto, um, how am I forgetting his name? Ian McKellen's Magneto is the main villain of this, and like they're they're he's fighting off all these old X Men. This might be the greatest X Men movie ever. Dude, this could be. I mean, if if they if they can do this and actually get all those people together. And, and afford it somehow like yeah it will be i think pretty amazing but oh man at the same time though dude like i almost like deadpool's done so well with less right like i'd love like they've had those cameos in True. in deadpool 2 you know but like less was more for those movies like it made it i think actually better so, I mean, I love the idea that, like, if they actually kind of bring them into the story, but at the same time, like, you gotta be very careful with that. And I think they're, I think Ryan Reynolds knows enough, uh, you know, about this and will stay true to the story that I, I think it's in good hands, but it does make it tough when you try to enter bring in that many characters, right? These, and these are kind of, well, they're not really brand new characters, but you know, it's just tough when you have so many different characters. Think about like, Oh, if they had both the mystiques in this, Oh my gosh, that'd be funny. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe we're just fanboying right now and this might be the biggest fan service Disney gives us is Deadpool three. Yeah. Uh, The fact that it's being made under a Disney title. (laughs) You know? Yeah, and the fact that they're, it, that's really fighting next to like the 20th century, like, dude, like that just tells me, like, dude, they are so 
they're staying true to what they have done and i love that and uh and that's why it's just a bummer like i hope the the stopping of this film does not hinder it you know because i think sometimes this can either like maybe potentially make the film better because now like oh they get a tweak more or it makes it worse because now it's more like like you know like we 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 just we're we're sucking it up right or or they forgot where they were or maybe too many tweaks are happening right i just i don't know man it just anytime he's been tweaked for years dude that's true yeah and that's true that's a big problem is i guess you outlined it in the last episode is the writers are upset because like they'll write something and they'll make their edits mid movie and it's not the writer's vision of the movie and it sometimes that's how a lot of bad movies are made <laughs> even better um, movies, so. <laughs> justice league <laughs> um and then you that, know what the yeah. other sad thing about the writer strike is is not only does this further delay m- movies this just puts spawn in the trash <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know if this movie's ever gonna come out dude okay i did hear good news that jamie fox uh, is recovering uh pretty well and getting ready for his role so maybe this allows him more oh, time great. to come back and did he finish uh, what he was working on uh probably not because they stopped it <laughs> they, yeah they that like happened everything. on like on set i think so uh, but that's good that he's recovering that it sounds like he's intending to return to work so I want Whoa. the first piece of news, like when this strike is done and over with, is Spawn is in production. <laughs> That's the way to break it right there. Yeah, and people uh, would be like, what movie? Spawn <clears throat> and Shadow Man and the and uh the I don't know, the Shadow and what's the other movie? Dark Man. Like those nineties mm-hmm. movies. Oh, that should have a resurgence. That'd be so cool. Um uh, Peter, you have this on casting. I think this is right up your alley uh superman oh yeah yeah a big announcement from uh dc which again i I think they yeah they just let all their dc films they're like all right kind of finish like let's just try to capitalize on them but this is really where it's gonna start i think and it's superman legacy and you know, we already we talked about that last week. They they cast their Superman and Lois, right? Which I already forgot their names. Um, <laughs> uh, whoever the they are, Marvel, marvelous Miss Maisel and yep. a younger Henry Cavill. Uh huh. Exactly. And and now they're they're adding some more casting or some more talent. Which I think the biggest thing, which I love this part, is Nathan Fillion is going to be the Green Lantern. Um, which he's going to be played the guy lantern, the guy Gardner Green Lantern. So, okay, you're familiar with Green Lantern characters. I am not not this, he's not the same one that uh Ryan Reynolds played. So, this is a different one. What's his name? Hal Carter or something? Hal Jordan was that one. Hal Jordan, I think that's the one that probably most people are familiar with, but there was a uh. I already forgot his name. Gardner was another one, a little bit more. Um, uh, what's the right term? You know, kind of edgy. Uh, Nathan Fillion, though, which we I think he's done the voice of Green Lantern in in some Smart. of the DC animated. Dude, he's so good at it. 
so I love that he got cast as that. Um, Isabella Mercedes. Is that right? Mercedes? <laughs> Mercedes? <laughs> I think it's Mercedes. Is it? Let's see. You just, you just say that Mercedes? Merce- I feel like there should be oh, another E. I feel like there should be another E. Yeah, but she's going to be a hot girl. And her um, name is Isabella Arkid? Dora. Dora the Explorer is going to be hot girl. <laughs> yeah. And I, she's tiny, but I think she's fierce. So I, I like that. Well, she's a tiny um, little Mexican girl who played Dora. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. fierce. And then who was the last guy? The last guy, too, was uh, uh, good, too. Um, it is uh, um, Eddie Gatsiki. Man, what, what's up with these names? Jeez. <laughs> but he's going to be Mr. Tr- terrific. Um, who's the other black, uh, black lantern? The Green Lantern, but he's black. Isn't it Jonathan Stewart? Isn't that his name? Um, that's true. Is it? it I think it is Jonathan something. I don't, I don't know, dude. There's so many different ones. Oh yeah, it is John Stewart. Yeah, you're right. Good job. If uh, if there's anything that uh James Gunn can do very well, I think it's a Green Lantern movie. They're doing a series, aren't they? Yes, they are. But dude, just hearing you talk about him bringing Nathan Fillion, he could find a real... uh, Dude, the guy who was in uh, Suicide Squad, he could be a great Jon Stewart. And then you cast Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan again. Ryan Reynolds and uh, James Gunn would be phenomenal together, dude. I agree. That would be one hell of a casting for for, uh, the DCU. And I want to get into the DCU later on in recommendations. Believe it or not, it's tied to a recommendation. Nice. But, I mean, I I like this casting. I like who they're going to portray because James Gunn is branching out and introducing us to, like, new characters that we're not as familiar with. And I think that's awesome. I like that. That's a power move on DC right now where Marvel's doing it and we're like, eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is weird. It is weird. We're like, uh, the new, the new uh, Avengers? Cool, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also kind of cool, too, is that this is going to be in Superman Legacy where, uh, you know, like, it just, it, it, it seems like, all right, this is going to be bigger than what we thought initially. I thought this would be a little bit more like, it's just about Superman and Lois, right? But this seems a lot bigger than what, uh, at least I initially thought, which I think is kind of cool too. So because I we've already seen, gonna... <clears throat> you know, we already seen Superman and the the toned down, like you know, like you, you gotta bring more to the table now. You know what kind of sucks if you think about it. You, you said it during um, our talk about Deadpool. We're getting all these announcements, but everything is paused. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting these announcements, so, but we're going to wait a very long time to see it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this this is where Todd McFarlane should start really promoting Spawn. Because there's no timetable. 
I want like, him to come out and be like, oh, man, dude, it, we were set to go into production, but now these strikes are where it's not going to happen. It's going to Jamie be... Foxx was ready to go. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah it's so crazy. <laughs> and then the strike happened. Dang it. Dang it, you guys. I guess we're going to wait till 2027. <laughs> More news to come. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, probably, maybe in production. Exactly. <laughs> that was the dumbest announcement. It's definitely probably on the timetable of potential releases for the writers to write before we get into production. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And then we'll have some actors to star. Probably. <laughs> this one's quick. Peter Elmo Draft House um, ups President Michael Kusterman to CEO as Shelly Taylor retires. The reason I wanted to bring this up is Shelly Taylor. Um, uh, made Alamo what it is right now um, and she came from Starbucks background um, this is why I want to bring this up don't fuck up my Alamo draft house like you guys did with my Cinnabar because <laughs> you have a good thing going on right now and the last time I was there yesterday to watch Mission Impossible I was wearing my thrice shirt and the bartender was my best friend because of it <laughs> nice and did he say play thrice Oh, dude, he lost his mind when I walked in. Jeremy was sitting there, and he goes, oh, my God, dude, thrice? I was like, yes, oh, my God, thrice. And we, <laughs> we like, thriced out. And he was like, dude, just people just don't get it. And I was like, I know. And you can't explain it because there's, like, generations of thrice music that you have to, like, tailor to each person you talk. We went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so keep that man employed. Uh, Alamo awesome. Draft House. Um, nice. We might have a best friend slash um, bartender for Alamo Draft House. So cool! If you got a thrice shirt, wear it next time. <clears throat> awesome, we'll do. Um, any other news, Peter? Um, it's time for our future presentation. Boom. Reviews. Reviews. Hey, I just thought about something. What's that? Um, is professional wrestling affected by the Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Guild? Uh, potentially. They have I mean, they have writers, but writers and stories, and they are actors. Yeah. Wait, does this mean The Rock has more free time to come back to wrestling? Well, if if they're not, maybe. Cool. <laughs> now All he's right. gonna focus on the XFL. No, he needs to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I think I he needs to because it's not that bad. It should. I think it should survive. Exactly. I I hope it does. I mean, do they got some of those guys to come to the NFL because they did so good? So yeah, Ben DiNucci is our fourth string quarterback. There you go. We'll see if he gets uh, if he stays. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go first, Ryan, if that's okay with you. 100%. All right. I, it's been a while, and this, this also took me a bit to, to finish, too. <laughs> Did it take all three weeks for you to finish this movie? <laughs> no, dude. I was ready to go uh, after July 4th. I, I think I might have finished it on that day, but it, it took me a while, though. I watched Orca. This is from 19... 19- 77 and this is the the jaws the, the killer will of jaws movies basically 
So, um, it's killer whales and don't piss them off because Mm -hmm. they're very smart and we don't know enough about them, but they will seek vengeance. And so, let me just, I don't know any of these actors are in it, so I'm really not going to go into detail on, on that. I thought everyone, you know, for 1977 did a, a decent job of acting and everything. Uh, I mean, it's 1977. It looked like 1977 filmmaking. I love that. Uh, yeah. and But, you know, I'll say this. I thought they actually did a decent job at the the, you know, the, the orca that they created. Uh, they also did a lot of um, mixing it with real footage, but uh, and I think they obviously went to SeaWorld a lot because they were just there's a lot of tricks involved with this, which I'll get into. So, all right, they're off of I don't know some coast and you know a fisherman village, and and they it starts off. This movie starts off with. Just like Jaws, you know, not the same music, but like someone's scuba diving in the water, you know, and something's coming up behind him and everything. And then you see the great white and it's coming up and it's looks like going to get him. And then, bam, orca gets him. <laughs> How do you miss an orca in the ocean? I don't know, but they're very sneaky. <laughs> um, but the fact that like, I just love, dude, just straight up like, you thought great whites were bad? Nuh-uh. Killer whales are. And they'll kick the shit out of your great whites. And and that was the first part. Like, dude, just it takes a chunk out of this great white. You see the great white die. And then orca. And and then it there's a lot of voiceover work. There's like this scientist girl, and she is just saying how like, oh man, like orcas, like we don't know that much about them, but they're extremely intelligent. They communicate with one another. Uh, you know, like they even showed like when baby orcas are really small, they even have like hands. It's it's really weird. Uh, I don't know how much of this is true. They could have made all this up, but I'm believing all of it. Um. And, and basically just like, you know, they, they, they travel in pods, right? Like, right. They have like families, they all go together. And, um, and, and so I don't know why this is, uh, I guess, and they also went into like, they feel right. They have, they're very emotionally, they, they're attached and everything. And, and, and then, uh, so you just we don't know enough, so we need to be careful with these orcas. I don't know and, shit about orcas though, and I, well, I watch I this movie. Like I feel like they're deadly. Oh yeah, they're. I mean, hence the the nickname. Um, but you, if you watch this movie, you'll learn everything you need to know. Um, <laughs> just like and, monster in the closet. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, so the, I don't, for what this girl that's like loves orcas and like you would think like doesn't want them killed like is telling like this like fisherman guy and i really don't quite understand the relationship and and somehow he gets in his head like like i'm gonna go and capture one of these it might be for like the purpose of like we're gonna capture one so that maybe you can study it or we're gonna give it to sea worlds some something like that i don't know well that pisses off orcas because they don't like sea world 
That's absolutely. They hate it. And they tell those trainers how they feel. Um, and, and so he goes off and he's going to capture one of these. And like the lady's like, you need to be very careful. You're probably going to kill one. Like, nah, I'm too good for that shit. <laughs> he goes and shoots this big old harpoon he misses the male. That's who he was after. And so it puts a little nick in the guys in the, the fin of the male and gets the female one. Fuck, he pissed him off. Oh, dude, tell me about it. Wait, it gets worse. Cranks this the killer whale up on his boat. I don't know what he's going to do, what the plan is here that he's going to do. Like the whole time, this thing is just screaming, which is really pretty sad, right? And then all of a sudden, a baby falls out of the, the orca. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, dude, straight up just had an abortion right then and there. Everyone's just like in shock. And the captain's like, oh, fuck. And he just like, we got to get this off our ship. <laughs> he just sprays the, the fetus, the dead fetus off the ship into the ocean <laughs> and then they cut to like the male orca and you just like they do all these they do this quite often actually throughout it like they do all these close up to the eye of it which i mean if you ever see the eye of an orca like it's it's kind of it's kind of scary looking and 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 also sad at the same time and and evil it's all those things all mixed together and it just shows like oh man like you just like you you took away his wife and kid, man. Like you just pissed this guy off. And that is the setup of this movie. And the rest of the time, it's this orca that is trying to kill this captain. He always knows where he is. He, he knows how to uh, break gas lines and burn down a whole town. He knows how to find the, 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 where this guy, the captain lives and, which, by the way, like, like he knows, like this orca, like the, there's like these Indian people, like telling him, like, dude, like you upset the 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 orca, like the the spirits, and like the only way, like we how we used to do this, we used to sacrifice things. <laughs> He's like, but you can't do that. You just need to go fight this guy. <laughs> you need to go fight the orca. <laughs> and so he knows this, and the guy, the captain's like very concerned and he doesn't want to go out orcas breaking ships and everything that's in the harbor i mean this is all like i'm giving you all the highlights right this this plays out though there's a lot of like scenes where they're talking and usually i tuned out when they're talking (laughs) um and and then he finds like the where the guy's located like his house which is over the ocean i mean come on you know a killer whale's trying to come and get you and he's living over the ocean and so the killer will go breaks down like all like the the beams that are holding up in place and so this whole house like goes in the water <laughs> and uh after each one he each time like the orchid does this uh you know b- blows up something or breaks something <laughs> he doesn't flip out of the water <laughs> just to show how cool he is and you know how happy he is that he's he's inflicting all this damage and pissing off the town and the captain because he wants his revenge but like all these these flips these tricks that the orcas could do just really for me it just made me laugh every single time because it was just so like you're trying to make this this you know fish this this i guess it's a mammal um you know like so evil yet 
it would do an evil thing and then do a trick. <laughs> it just it really takes it away that he's so evil because you're just like, oh, that was a good flip. Nice job. <laughs> so imagine if Jaws was doing tricks afterwards. Exactly, man. Exactly. It wouldn't be as intimidating, right? So Willie just got his kills on and decided to do uh, acrobatics. Absolutely. Just to That's why they it. captured his ass. Yeah, he's showing off too much. <laughs> um. So, Captain says enough is enough. And I'm really just, I'm just recapping this whole movie because I feel like it's it's worth it. This is similar to a, a, a Monster in the Closet. And so, enough's enough. I'm going to go and fight that that orca. There's this, I can't do anything about it. I need to go do it. Piss, I destroyed half the town and they're all upset with me. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go, I'm just going to go fight them. And that's and then that's oh, I'm just the, gonna go fight him. Yep, that's <laughs> like the last half an hour. And again, so this is back to the scientist chick who's like, "Oh man, like you know, these orcas are so precious and everything. They're so intelligent." And she's just like, "You know, I'm gonna come with you." <laughs> so she's out there with them, which, like, he strip says, "Like this is not gonna end well. Like I gotta, like one of us is gonna die, basically." And she's like, well, I better capture this and, and have documentation. <laughs> so she goes out with them. For the gram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I, um, this is where I'll, I'll kind of stop. But, I mean, there's an epic finale, a big showdown between the two. Um, and it... Uh, no, fuck it. I'm just going to tell you how it ends. <laughs> like... Some of the deaths like that were actually pretty cool. Like, you know, this like the fish just jumping out and like getting people like off the ship and everything. It was like it was pretty good. How he kills the captain like, the orca wins, by the way. He is the hero. He's not the bad guy. So there can be an orca too. Oh, and there is. And I need to get it. Okay. Um I'm on it. And, okay. And and so there's an epic battle. And they're like in like by an iceberg and everything, and and uh, the captain falls in the water, you know. And once you're in the water, dude, you're fucked, right? You you're not oh, naturally orca, yeah. But how do you want to guess how the orca killed the guy? All right, you're, you're well, dog, eating him dog, would be dog. too easy. Yeah, yeah, not not that's not clever enough. And not taking him down uh, to the bottom of the water. That's that's also that's you know that's too easy as well, right? Are orcas as like aggress sexually aggressive as dolphins? <laughs> now that would be a good one. Uh, no, I you know lit him on fire somehow. Oh, that would have been good too. But no, he like does a little circling around, and how he does, he does like a catapult of this guy with his tail slams him against the iceberg <laughs> <laughs> so now he's just getting flashy with the kills yeah yeah another <laughs> trick for you waving goodbye oh man oh, shit dude okay i would okay do you recommend this movie to watch uh yeah i think yeah yeah, I I do. It did. It took me a while. I kept on falling asleep. The, the dialogue parts of it are are slow, and 
you know, like it didn't keep me invested with that, but it is still like kind of funny. And I think if you get someone else to watch this so that you can just make fun of it, you'll love it. And it's highly entertaining. And then just any part with the orca itself is, is, is hilarious. So um, yes, I do recommend it for those, those parts. See, this is how I'd want to watch that movie is with, Someone who is a C-movie in, in, uh, enthusiast such as yourself mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to make fun of the orca killing scenes and how he does it and how he celebrates, too. Oh, yeah. um, I see that, that this uh, movie did OK in the box office because of Jaws. So mm-hmm. they were totally B-movie, dude. B-movie. Total knockoff, man. Absolutely. Yep. So they capitalized right. on that and and they knew it. Like I said, dude, how it starts off, man, they absolutely knew it, and it's hilarious. So. <clears throat> Was there any chance that Free Willy is a sequel to this? <sighs> no, because this Orca is way cooler than Free Willy. <laughs> dude, there should be, like, Disney Disney should find a way to, like, get this franchise and tie Free Willy to Orca and then make a sequel where since they freed Willy, now he's this killer Orca going out and killing people in his stylish ways. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they should. They really do. And and maybe that's the way that you should think about this is that Free Willy came first. He escaped. And this is, he gets a family and this is like his revenge movie, you know? Like he's like, all right, you've captured me once, and now you took my family. It's on, <laughs> dude. They, I'm sorry, they've made multiple free willies. How many times you got to free this thing, dude? There's so many, but I don't think it's the same one. That'd be a really dumb fish if if it's the same one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not this orca. This orca is slapping you on icebergs. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Peter, I'm glad you find movies like this because it just, you know, it brings life to, uh, like, I haven't watched Monsters in the Closet yet, but that's up there for me, just based off your review of Monsters in the Closet, Monster in the Closet, because now I want to burn my my closets down. I got two here. That's twice (laughs) the burning. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, you do. Um, You said this took you a couple times to watch. How many times? Did it take you to finish it? Uh, it, it took me, I, it, I don't know. It, dude, it took, probably took me a full week. Again, I kept on, I was turning it on at night and I'd fall asleep. Like, instant, as soon as there wasn't action on the, the screen, I was out. So, um, those 70s movies, dude, they're, they're like dialogue, just so soothing. Yeah, I don't know. What know it's, it's just it's just a different vibe, and you know, um, it's just it's not captivating, right? Uh, dang, am I? I might be confused that I thought there was a sequel to Orca, but this Return of the Orca is actually rebuilding Orca from the boat from Jaws. <laughs> So, um, so Orca is uh, also a play on the Jaws boat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to dig into this a little bit more because I hope I I really hope there's a sequel because it deserves one. Um. Yeah. Uh, I was, I'm kind of recapping up on uh, the movie I watched as well. Cause I was just thinking about this one had a lot of delay issues. No orcas. Um, Peter, I'm going to give orca. I'm, I think between your two orcas right up there, but monster in the closet is the number one next watch. I, I, yes, I do highly recommend that one. It is a lot of fun. And you know, I'm just kind of sad because it looks like there is no s- sequel to Orca. So I think that's we should a bummer. Make Orca too. When Willie was freed, <laughs> oh, dude! And let's go back to our boy Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Oh, and he's he stars in it. Oh, he's yeah. grown up now. He's all grown up now, and he has these flashback memories of freeing this orca, and there's news reports about this orca destroying submarines going to the Titanic. Yes, and he knows who stops it, so he he knows how to stop the orca, and this orca goes on a mass killing spree. Brilliant. Dude. I like it. We might have to just step in for the rider strike time frame. Dude, we got so many ideas, but... I mean, how do we get paid if I don't know? Can we just, it, uh, that's the part I don't understand. Is like, what if I didn't want to be part of the union? Do I have to be? And I just accept what I get paid? You know, like I don't understand that part of it because that is kind of the problem. Because if you think about it, like YouTube creators and content creators, are they part of it? And they could just release whatever they want whenever they want. Yeah, I think they kind of fall under different titles. Um, but maybe that's okay. So we'll write something and release it on YouTube. Boom. <laughs> and then, and then when the writers come up with that same concept, we sue them for millions of dollars. Damn straight. And then we become writers, part of the guild. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're on strike. <laughs> how, how Full guys, circle. <laughs> how did you guys join the guild? Uh, we sued you guys and then you guys just ended up paying us. Anyway, yep. so thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we wrote Spawn. We wrote Spawn. We did it. We wrote Vacation Rangers in Space. <laughs> Earthworm oh, Jim, Jim on a beach. <laughs> uh, oh, Peter, I watch a I watch a high profile movie. Um, well, okay, I was gonna do Transformers, but I think you and I should save it for when you uh, record. Uh, when we record again but i want to okay. talk about mission impossible this is uh mission impossible dead reckoning part one my big problem with this movie is yes i know it's a part one of a part two but you don't have to put it in the title because i already know that this movie's not going to finish so so you don't you don't like that no not really because I would like I would like the surprise at the end. Yeah, I know they filmed this one and like don't just don't categorize it as a part one and a part two, especially in a already seven movie series. Like this is Dead Reckoning, and then when it leaves at its ending where it's currently at, then you say Dead Reckoning Part Two will be out July twenty twenty five or twenty twenty four. I don't know. So then 
So you Me add as, the parts later. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I what I like about this Mission Impossible series is it has been its own universe longer than Fast and Furious, uh, The Expendables. And it's just done its own thing, dude. It's never tied into anything else possible. It is Mission Impossible. It is the same story. It is Ethan Hunt running around, uh, riding motorcycles, one big stunt, bunch of girls he doesn't hook up with. Uh, it's questionable if he does. He's always finding weird shit. There's deep fake stuff going on. And ultimately, why this movie is relevant is because this is totally why... Uh, the actors are striking and why the writers are striking because in this movie, Ethan Hunt is using deep fake to evade enemies. So he's on camera in the, in the airport and he's using deep fake live AI deep fake to hide his identity. Oh, you're telling me they got rid of the masks. Oh no, 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 they didn't. No, they still use masks. Oh, okay. So they use a combination of the masks, which dude, I love how they do that. Just ripping off this practical mask. Mm-hmm. Um, they do it a couple times in this movie, but they also use deep fake te- technology on the cameras. Um, and they do it really well. Also, uh, the movie is being rewritten as it progresses through the entity. Now, the entity was introduced in the previous Mission Impossible movie, um, which is like an AI-based like government. Uh, let's compare it to God's Eye in Fast X. Um, so ultimately, Ethan Hunt has to stop the entity. Um, but dude, this movie was just good old-fashioned cool. Like car chase scenes, all that good stuff. Um, him running between... I mean, it's a Tom Cruise movie, so he's running. Uh, he has to run. He has to run. He has to ride a motorcycle. He has to find a way to um, jump off a cliff, even though that scene was absolutely unnecessary. Um, but it was a big payoff. Um, there's a train. I don't know how many trains um, spies are on. Jeremy even said it. He's like, what's up with all these movies on trains? I was like, what was the other one? He goes, Indiana Jones. So let me tell you. Mission I watched, Impossible. <laughs> I watched this over Mission Impossible. I watched this <laughs> over Indiana Jones. And I'm glad I did because it was exciting. I heard Indiana Jones was just kind of meh. Um, yeah. I'll leave it at that. But uh, what I do like about this one is, dude, your same characters, Ving Rhames, Simon Pegg, Tom Cruise, um, they're the team that you need. They're IMF. Um, our government knows who they are. The um, They know not to fuck with them, and the British does too. Um, MI6, stuff like that. I mean, like, it's this story is being hashed out so well. Um, and then you're getting great new additions to this. Like, dude, uh, Vanessa Kirby, I think she was in the last one, but she's uh, she's a good uh, villain. You have Rebecca Ferguson, who was in Rogue Nation and Fallout. And then you have Peggy Carter, dude. Peggy Carter, when she's not Peggy Carter, she is such a great actress. Um, and she's sexy, too. That's the thing. Like, it wants to be James Bond, but it's not. You know, like James Bond, you know, he totally hooked up with all the girls on the scene. Ethan Hunt is like, nope, I got to finish the mission. <laughs> yeah, that's that's impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> um, Carrie Eels was in it. Jeez, this movie had a lot of familiar faces in it. Um, but do I recommend 
I don't want to get too much into it because it is a part one of a part two. So it does leave at a cliffhanger. But the way that this kind of plays out, you're like, their goal is they have to get two parts of a key that connect to each other to unlock something that they don't know what unlocks or they don't know where it's at. And only one person knows this piece of information, this other person. So they're finding people to get this information while hunting down this key. Meanwhile, one is a thief. One is um, uh, Ethan Hunt. And there's so many pawns in this in this play to figure out what this, even if there is a box or something. Or they don't even know if it's a box, Peter. They're like, it just opens something. Like What's there's in this, the box? There's this Soviet key where it's like two keys where they cross together. And it makes one key, but there's so many copies of it. So you have to find the right copy um, that connects with this one key. The mission is fucking impossible. Dude, this, like, I don't know. This sounds like it's turning into like a, a Uncharted movie or something like that. It sounds like Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh my gosh, it does. Like this ancient Soviet Union key where they have to find out where it goes. It is totally Uncharted slash Indiana Jones. Is Tom Cruise becoming Indiana Jones? Dude, this is the real sequel to Indiana Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, it was fun. Um, To put it in Evan's terms, it was a fun movie. Um, I'm glad I watched it in theaters because um, I don't pay attention to movies as well as I do I don't pay attention to movies at home as well as I do in movie theaters. And this mm-hmm. is something I needed to pay attention to. Yeah. And which did uh, you see fallout in theaters? Yes. Yes. Okay. I did. That's why you remember it because dude, I don't think I can recall anything that happened fallout. And I watched that at home. That's the one with um Henry Cavill, right? I guess I see. I get, it becomes a, blur honestly yeah, it ghost pro- protocol for me <laughs> they they reference ghost protocol as well in this i need to watch ghost protocol because that's the one i forget yeah i think i've been i've been meaning to like kind of rewatch all of them because i was like really into them and i thought like Mission Impossible 3 was like fucking amazing because that was when like Philip Seymour Hoffman was the bad guy and he was really cool. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah. And then then I, Ghost Protocol, I just, I don't know. That's when it started losing me and and I just don't know what was happening in any of them since then. So you're like saying like, were you calling the entity? Yeah. Yeah. The fact that that was in the last one, dude, I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, dude. um, There are some scenes in this movie that are very predictable. Since the entire movie is a chase scene, you you get Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt, and you get, um, let me get her name on here, uh, Peggy Carter. Uh, Her name is Grace. She (laughs) is a burglar. And you get them running away from this faction. And then you get them running away from this other one. And you get them running away. um, So it, it, like, they're still running away, but there's these groups um, circling around trying to capture them. Meanwhile, like the two Americans are always the ones that show up last and they're like the ones out of breath. And they're like, Oh man. Ah, wow. We just miss him by that much every <laughs> single time. And you're like, dude, I don't need you guys to show up every single time. Last minute. Like we know that you didn't capture, you didn't get close. And, <laughs> and um, I think at one point, even a, uh, 
Okay, his name is Degas, who is Briggs, Br- uh, Jasper Briggs' partner. Uh, those two are the ones that are always last on the scene. He asked him, he was like, what if he's right? And he's like, what do you mean, what if he's right? He's like, what if he's right about all this and why he's trying to save this key from the government this way or this, or, you know, uh, this enemy or this enemy? And he's like, no, no, we're right. And then at, he's like, wait, maybe he is. And then, you know, they have that one scene where they're just like, okay, yeah, kind of let him go, but we're still kind of chasing him. It's hmm. cliche. It's cliche. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, a lot of same old, same old, you know, like Tom Cruise likes to do. Like, um, I swear, 95% of the marketing of this movie was not about the plot of the movie or like telling stunts. us anything. It was mostly stunts. showing Tom Cruise drive a bike off a cliff. Yep. Um, which they did very well in that scene. Um, and let me ask your opinion on this, Peter. Do you like movies where they fight on trains? Oh, I do. It's one of my favorite things. Okay, you would love this one then. <laughs> okay. You would love this one. Because Jeremy, he was like, I I don't believe in train fighting scenes. I was like, yeah, I get it. You're like cart to cart. And then sometimes you jump up top and then you have to like release a cart and uh, the throttle's stuck or someone's dead. All the above happens. I spoiled nine different movies for you right there. <laughs> and but, you guys got to watch out for the, you know, uh, tunnels and or the bridge, the, side, the bridge, the side things, you know, like the, the poles that are going by. Like, oh yeah. That was, dude, there was plenty of that in here. Yeah. It's like, very scary, man. Very and scary. then the bridge is going to blow up. Um, so you have to like stop the train before it goes off. Um, I will tell you, uh, the scene where like the climax of the train and they're like crawling from cart to cart. Um, there was a point where I was like, Hey, you know what? They, they did the action in this pretty damn well. Like this is believable that they would be in this kind of distress, um, going through these different carts and hmm. battling the different elements. Like one was a kitchen, one was a diner, one was like the luggage. And they were just going through each one of those battling those elements while these carts are just kind of like, tossing off a cliff and they're like oh shit this oh, sorry i spoiled that but um that, that, that's nine <laughs> different train movies i'm sorry <laughs> uh, that's awesome so i mean with how it ended i mean did it leave you like oh man i can't wait for the next one yes you know why why because i knew it was going to finish a certain way i knew it was going to leave us to the next part two and they didn't end it with an extra credit scene they ended the movie oh wait till next year yeah they i mean they never did uh you know extra scenes or anything so well let me do my comparison um fast x is a part one of a part two um and they left it so ambiguous where i'm just like i don't know if i need to finish this part of the story and then they threw in like two extra credit scenes and you're like, okay, well now that's how you set up the other one. Now I have to expect the rocks going to be in there and wonder woman. Okay, cool. But mission <laughs> impossible, like left it like, all right, here you go. See you next year. Hmm. It was, it was a well thought out movie and I'm glad it had its delays because of the pandemic and, and um, you know, Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise and yelling at his staff and all that good stuff. So, you know, did I, June? Yeah, I'm that whole. I mean, we talked about it before, but I mean, I feel like I like Tom Cruise, and I think he's 
how much he loves the film, you know, just films in general. Like I saw something, he was like, he was promoting Barbie, even though his movie's coming out. Like, dude, the guy just wants people to go to movie theaters, watch any film. Like, yeah, he just loves the film industry. And like that part just kind of like, like way to go, Tom, you know, like it doesn't matter who it is. He just wants to support that. So I think that's kind of cool of him. Very well put. Um, He said, Alamo does a nice like promo before the movie. um, Besides the same Nicole Kidman thing that AMC does. Mm -hmm. And there was a very tired Tom Cruise with Christopher McGuire. I think it's McGuire is his friend and director. Tom Cruise looked tired, but he said, Hey, I just want to say thank you. Like to coming out to the movie theaters to watch our films. Mm-hmm. That's important. And like, you could tell it's genuine with t- Tom Cruise. He may be like, um, you know, some weird scientists like Jules kind of alien where you don't know what he does off screen and the government has to find him and eat apples. But yeah, um, who knows what's in, the, in his backyard. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when he's on uh, screen, he, he, he loves to sell his, his craft. And yeah. I mean, if you, if you told Tom Cruise, like, hey, can you go tell the public to watch Orca? He would sell that movie like nobody's business. Absolutely. <laughs> but not so, as good as you, Peter. <laughs> no. Oh, dude. Even though I just I told you everything, but it is fantastic. I think knowing what's going to come makes you want to watch this film. So <laughs> I would recommend, I mean, okay, Peter, um, I liked seeing this in the theater because it made me pay attention, but I think you'll enjoy it at home. Good, because that's where I'll probably watch it. And I, watch- I think I need to go back and dude, it's a <sighs> watch the last two. It's worth it. Yeah. I might need to start like a ghost protocol. Cause I think I think I feel like that's when it really started to like kind of blend together, right? Where they're taking all these concepts from the previous ones and adding them in. So I think that's where I have to start. Well, I just uh I just uh Recommend it. Okay. Oh, filming was suspended in July due to the 2023 SAG AFTRA strikes. So we might get a delay in um, Dead Reckoning Part 2. I bet Tom Cruise is so pissed. I bet he's probably telling all the studios to pay them. Dude, he has to be the most pissed off actor right now. Like the pandemic, he pissed pissed him off. Like, uh, yeah, poor Tom. I say poor Tom, but I don't mean it. <laughs> anyway, Peter, All right. that's Mission Impossible 17, Dead Reckoning, part one of part two, starring Tom Cruise. Nice. And who Maverick. knows when we'll get part two. I, dude, I almost hope this be a, a little bit of a push, but the first one came out in 96. Mm-hmm. Dude, we're almost coming up on 30 years. Holy shit. Yeah, isn't that crazy? We're like three years away from it, but that'd be a little bit too long to wait for the, the part two, right? So um, he can knock out one next year and then do a final one thirty years later. Like you think? Like this is supposed to be it, though. Like this is the finale, right? I don't know, dude. They said that about Fast and Furious like ten times. That's true. I don't I Expendables. I saw a trailer for Expendables, and I was like, what fucking movie is this? Oh, wait, this is Expendables. This looks, looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, all, all right. right. Well, 
I I will see it at some point. You know what we have to get into? Yeah. Yes! Yes! Oh! 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 Oh, yeah. oh God! Oh. I'll have what she's having. You should. That's right. Oh, there's the mermaid picture. What'd you find? <laughs> uh, uh, your post. Oh, yeah. How's <laughs> the the one from us with the, the security guards? <laughs> uh, they need love, too. Uh, um, what do I do with this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit uh, a nuisance is what we are good times right Peter what do you recommend uh, I've been watching the quarterback series the, the docu-series on uh, on Netflix following Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota over the, the, pre- the 2022 season NFL season and, I uh, too have been watching the Muppets <laughs> He's very much a Muppet, but... uh, Doesn't he sound like Kermit, like, 100%? Oh, absolutely. Way to go, dog. <laughs> or, sorry, like, I did not do a Kermit at all, but... Good job, dog. <laughs> that was a good Kermit. <laughs> or you. Pat Mahomes. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Close your eyes, man, as you can't <laughs> tell. <laughs> um, but I, Dude, are you loving it? I'm loving it. I haven't watched it, actually. Oh, yeah, I thought you said you did watch it. No, I was watching The Muppets. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were lying about that. Uh, dude, it is... I like it because you get to see a whole new like aspect of it, uh, of the game of football, and just what these guys have to do to prep for this. And to make it through a season, dude, these guys are getting beat up every single week. And the preparation that goes into it, like, dude, they, I just watched an episode where, like, they're talking about, like, the plays they have to spew out and they have to know what each meaning is. And then every single week, you know, it's a whole new play calling the scheme, you know, like, they, it's a whole new book. And he has to, they have to go and, like, memorize this and learn it. And it, it is just nuts what they have to do, plus all the conditioning and just, you know, trying to make sure your body's not gonna just like betray you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, it is uh, it is pretty interesting, and and then also just you know what happens during the games. You know, where these you know defenders are just cr- annihilating them. Um, Dude, they they have to put rule like new rules into place because of how the defense finds their ways around the current rules to mm-hmm. destroy the offense. Yeah. Like if you went back and watched 90, 90s style football and you watched the way that they tackled, that would kill people today based off the strength and conditioning of the current players. Absolutely. Yeah. And they, yeah, they had to change it because usually someone gets hurt and they got to change how they do it. Um, and, you know, and quarterback is really important and you don't want to just hit a defenseless player. And, and that's the other thing, dude. These guys are still getting rocked because do they hang in the pocket man they they mm. just you know like they're so competitive and that's the other aspect of it and like it, i don't know the the series is just cool and and you know you get to see you know what what drives them and their their lives and you know what else they do it's it's i don't know i i like it it's gave me 
pumped for the the new season of NFL and can't wait. So I recommend it. I will start watching it. This is the second time it's been recommended to to me today. Um, Peter, you know what I recommend? What's that? I'm going to tell you. Oh, damn it. Um, something, I, you're, you, something about DC, I think. Dude, okay. So when I work, I listen to podcasts, especially ours. But I listen to the journal, right? Wall huh? Street Journal. Uh, yeah. 15 minutes each time. They're fun. Um, but... They did a four-part series with called With Great Power. Uh, part one is Origin Story. Part two is Some Assembly Required. Part three is It's All Connected. And part four is Endgame. This is the story of how basically Marvel was brought out uh, from bankruptcy to the powerhouse that it is with Marvel Studios. Hmm. Super interesting because you get to hear the origins origins of Spider Man and why it relates is we did that um, panel with Sam Raimi and a lot of Sam Raimi's um, words and his uh, the way that he made that movie and how they describe like the production of it. It's really good for people who are into the, uh, interested in movies and why we watch Marvel movies. And the reason it relates to D- um, DC is they really break it down why Marvel was successful during this time and dc wasn't and the reason spoiler alert is because disney created marvel studios so marvel studios had the freedom to do what they wanted they didn't have to report back to disney as ecu everything had to run back to the ups in warner brothers and discovery now for any sort of approval so and and it wasn't made for the fans it was made for the shareholders and the executives they announced the justice league and the the movie um the movie surrounding it during a shareholder meeting not a comic con like marvel did so it very interesting to to listen to and then dude i have another podcast i've been listening to do you know who rich glassman is Hmm. It sounds familiar, but no. Tell me who. Um, he is a comedian. Um, his podcast is called Take Off Your Shoes with Rick Glassman. I'm sorry. Um, and dude, he just interviews. He just basically does a impromptu interview with uh, celebrities or musicians. Like a bit, I was listening to the one with Brian Callen, uh, Paul Walter Hauser, uh, which was really interesting because he got a uh, he got a, a role. In the like, he was reading his emails, and they hired him for a role that they were talking about. And you got to see his reaction. Um, you know, uh, Chris D'Elia is on there. Bert Krishner was really good. Harry Mack is the one that got me watching it or listening to it. And I think he was in that movie or, or that show on date. Oh, dude, he played uh, Harold Remus in the Harold Remus movie. Oh, really? Yeah, the Harold Remus movie. What? <laughs> uh, what's Rick Ghostbusters? No, hold on. Um, <laughs> he played. Uh, here we go. He played the role of Harold Remus in the film A Futile and Stupid Jester. Huh. It's a 2018 biographical comedy drama based on John Carp's book of the same title, 
film stars Will Forte as Douglas Kennedy in The Rise of National Lampoon. Oh, it's the National oh, Lampoon. Oh, okay. I, I've had seen that. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. I Wait, you. you and I watched this one. I remember watching this too, but he played uh, did, um, Harold Remus in there as well. Yeah, when they were doing like Animal House and all that. Okay. Yes. Okay. And Cool. Uh, dude, he's, he's a good podcaster. Good interviewer. Nice. Very very um like keeps it going on each episode and they're like two hours long i don't know who else records like almost two hour long episodes that just keep you captivated for an hour and 51 minutes probably the number one podcast in the universe is making yeah so yeah listen to us (laughs) first and then them (laughs) yeah what was i'm sorry what was the last one with the the comedian uh, the the movie? No, the podcast comedian you just recommended. Oh, take your shoes off. <laughs> take your shoes off. Okay, because I re- I took, um, I uh, I put on the the Marvel stuff from the journal. Um, and I Bill Burr, ch- check this one out. And dude, you'll laugh because like you and I record podcasts, and you and I, you and I do. Yeah, a little on the production side, you more so. But the intro of each one of these is so funny because he like sits them down in front of the mic and just walks away from them and talks to him in the background. And they're like, "Should I take? Should I, should I not put my feet on here?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, don't do that. That's fucked up. I don't want my coffee table messed up." Like he'll talk to him that way. Dude, it's so funny. Like each intro and the way he like cuts away and like ADD just distracts him. Oh man, it's funny. It's a funny. Because, dude, it kind of catches you off guard. You, you think it's like an interview, and then he's like, "Yeah, but like, you need acting classes." I mean, like, <laughs> that's that's what it is. You just need acting classes. And he's and the guy's like, "No, I don't." And he goes, "Maybe you just have like a time commitment problem, dude." Oh, who was it? It was um that fucking dorky guy from uh who does like the weird comedy skits. What's his name? Um, he's a YouTube star, dude. Um. He's one to check out. Let me see if I could find him real quick. If not, I'll put I'll talk about putting it on the social medias, but if not, probably not. Um Trevor something. Trevor uh Trevor. Dude, I don't know you Trevor Wallace. Okay. I don't know who that is. And actually so. <laughs> I'm gonna send that one to you right now. Once you see his face, you'll be like, Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. So um Wait, they, I mean, they got some big names on here, and it's cool. I'm, I'm into it. Um, oh yeah, uh, I, I know that, I know that face. <laughs> his episode's really good, dude. It's really good. Yeah. Um, okay. And then uh, Zach Braff, he does one with Zach Braff, Ben Shorts. Oh, nice. I haven't seen these ones. I'm gonna catch up on these. Uh, the one that was really kind of eye-opening was Chris D'Elia because he starts breaking down like. Chris D'Elia going to therapy after he was canceled and all the shit that he was going through. And Chris D'Elia talks about it, dude. And you could see the, like the humane side of Chris D'Elia. It's kind of crazy. So that's cool. And he just lets him talk. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Thanks. That's some good recommendations. You're going to love that wall street journal one, dude, because you're going to learn so much more about like, you, you'll have those aha moments about, um, Bob Iger and, and, um, uh, what's his name? Ari Av- Avad, um, who did the Spider-Man. Dude, he's the one who saved Marvel, basically. And oh, um, was he a producer for Spider-Man? Yeah, 
um, he's like the big wig at Sony now. And there's Kathleen Kennedy and and the Sony girl. Like, dude, all these names are just mentioned mentioned in there. And um, the best part is how much they love Kevin Feige. Huh. Kevin Feige, like they saved Marvel, but Kevin Feige breathes Marvel and he will do anything to make sure that Marvel's like top notch. That's true. I believe it. So, well, we went long, but I think it was warranted because uh, it's been a while and it's been fun, buddy. And until next time, I don't know what the hell you just said because it cut out, but I love it, Peter. I miss you, buddy. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you are. You're back. Too. All right. Give you out. Give you out, motherfuckers. <laughs>